Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, which is called Steps to the Spirit. My name is Chuck, and we are now in Season 4, and this is Episode number 9. The title of this episode is The Promises, Part 5, and Promise Number 3. And, as a reminder... This promise number three is, I will not regret the past, nor will I wish to shut the door on it. Now, to me, this particular promise has a lot to do with step four and five, six, seven, eight, and nine. All of the action steps. As I mentioned in this last episode, I, when I, I fooled around with this uh, these twelve step program uh, for quite some time before I got serious. Let's say uh, I was my addiction was alcohol, and I was very much involved, off and on, with the twelve uh, step program. I sometimes attended lots of meetings. Uh, at one point, I was going to nine, or let me correct that, three meetings a day, so 21 meetings a week, and I enjoyed it. And AA for me, or the 12-step program for me, was just a way of having some kind of life between drunks. So I would meet people, I would drink coffee, I would speak maybe at a meeting. Sometimes I got very involved with uh, alcoholism. I went to different places for maybe, I, I started to work as an alcoholism counselor. I went to Rutgers University for a alcoholism or addiction course. I went to the University of Utah. Uh, so... I was involved a lot with uh, my addiction, either actively or or not actively drinking. But I always had this lack of self-esteem. No matter what I was doing, I was never in my eyes good enough to be doing it. And I was always in my eyes uh, less than the people that I was associating with at the time thought I was. But when I finally got involved with the 12-step program, and seriously, I had hit bottom, and I said, I've got to do something I cannot. I, I really, really did finally the first step. I cannot handle this on my own. I need help. And then there was the second step right there. Came to believe that a power, I needed this power, greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And at that point, I could, I could identify with the fact that I was really acting like an insane person. And one of the things that it talks about, I think, in the literature is somebody, for instance, walks the street against the light and gets hit by a bus. And 
they go in the hospital, get broken bones, they get mended, they, they're, okay, a, a new person, I can go out and live my life. And they say, well, I'm going to cross the street again, and this time the bus won't hit me because who knows why. And the bus hits them again. And they keep doing this over and over. That, my friends, is what we call insanity. It was the same with my drinking. I could drink, and I'd say, well, this time when I drink, it will be different. I won't get caught up in it. I won't uh, not be able to stop. I'll have a drink, and that will be it. I'll be finished. Oh, well, maybe I'll have a couple of drinks, and I'll be finished. And so it, it, it never worked out that way, my friends. And sometimes I think now, after this many years of being uh, sober and, and sober through uh, God's help, I, I think sometimes, well, would I be able to drink again? Maybe as a result of seeing somebody else or hearing somebody else talk about it. And uh, you know what the answer is? The answer is that if I am really finished with alcohol, and if I have really looked at myself and done these steps, the idea of being able to drink makes no difference. It's, it's a non, non-starter. It's, it's just because if I am healthy physically, if I am healthy spiritually, I would look back on my life at my past and say, hey, all of the trouble that I got in, all of the people that I hurt, all of the people that I allowed to hurt me, all of the things that happened to me, after all of that, what sane person would try to find some way that they could drink again safely? Well, my answer is they wouldn't. Why would they? They're, and so I have a different life now. And I don't even think about really alcohol anymore. Uh, my problem is a living problem. And my problem is a problem of trying to keep in line and trying to keep listening to those things that I think that my spirit wants me to do. So after doing the action steps... I realized that I was forgiven. There was, there was, I was a new person. I, I had this tabula rasa for the moment, for my new life, to start a, a new connection with God and with life, with people. And anything that happened before that, all the things that I put into my fourth step and my fifth step that I talked to God, the person, another person, and myself about, and having asked God to remove these shortcomings from my life, and having tried through the eighth and ninth step to make another list and to uh, smooth over the past and the people that I hurt and talk to them and tell them that I was sorry. Uh, that I hurt them, but I explained to them that, and, and you know, it talks about in the literature to explain what my problem was as far as, uh, say, drinking and alcohol or whatever your problem might be. 
But I really kind of got past that, and I thought, my problem isn't just that I'm drinking. My problem was that I, that I was self-centered, selfish. I, I just, um, I was out for myself because I felt so bad about myself. So I thought, well, I have to do things in order to make my life better. But after going through all of that, I can't take that and put it in a sack and throw it in the trash or throw it in the ocean and say, okay, that life of mine is gone forever. Well, what that would indicate would be that how could I be helpful to to others? How could I talk to people like I am now about what my life used to be like and the fact that I did these things? And sometimes it's nice to be able to talk about these things so that other people that might hear me talk or us talk are able to identify more and say, hey, wow, I had that same problem. I did those same things. I couldn't stop drinking either once I started, or I couldn't stop uh, using drugs, or I couldn't stop eating, or I couldn't stop whatever the, the, the case may be. I just, once I started it, I wanted to just keep doing it until I, until I rolled over and died. So it's important for me to be able to remember my past and remember the things that I used to do as a way of helping me not do them again and as a way of telling other people that there is a solution. As far down the road as I was, there was a solution in this 12-step program for me. But it's more than that, of course. The solution is being close to and being able to listen to my spirit, to be able to turn my will in my life over to the care of God. And the second part of this step is uh, not only not regret my past, but not want to close the door on it. I don't want it to make it disappear. I want my past to always be there, not as a devastating or sad reminder, but just to look at it as part of my life. And that's the way I was then. And that's when we tell our, our stories, if we attend meetings at all, it's what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. So I need to remember that previous me, the me that was frightened, felt unloved, didn't care for people, and, and really uh, had hit bottom. It's important for me to remember that and to remember how beautiful life is now because I have made that decision. I have surrendered and it's the most beautiful thing I have done in my life is to surrender. You don't might not think so. If, if by chance you haven't done it, you'd say, wow, I surrender, I'm giving up. No, I am gaining. And I have gained a whole new life through this surrender. I 
do not regret my past. And I will not shut the door on it because I want it to be in my mind somewhere to be able to do things with it, to be able to refer to it when I'm trying to help someone else or when I'm trying to remember for myself, hey, look how you were then. You don't ever want to go back there. Okay, well, that's it for promise number three. And thank you for listening. Next episode, of course, we'll, we'll deal with promise number four. And so long for now.